Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Purpose Kingdom Network. I am Evangelist Mary Scott, and I am um, pleased to be here before you today. Um, I just want to share the address and phone numbers for anyone out there that might want to call in if you're on the website, the www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom, or you can call in at 319-527-6091 or also 323-870-4147. And um, feel free to call in and give your comment, your testimony, or or anything if you want to join in with us today. We'd be more than glad to hear your output, your input, because Iron Sharpens Iron, which is the name of this show, and indeed we do, Iron Sharpens Iron. Your, your testimony, if I am overcome by them, you may be overcome by mine. And we're going to strengthen each other. Um, what I want to share with you today, bless God, is I want to talk about the woman with the issue of blood. Uh, this has been resonating in my spirit for about two weeks now, and I'm so excited about it because I, in detail, can relate to this woman with the issue of blood. Um, I had the issue of blood as well for a 10-month period, nonstop. And I can relate to this woman, but Lord knows I don't think I would have been able to, uh, well, I know I would have been able through Christ to deal with it for 12 years, but 10 months was quite long enough for me. But it was just long enough for me to be able to relate to her and appreciate God and and the situation. So I heard this message preached um, a few times, but for the last two weeks it's just been in my spirit. And even though I had something else that I was working on for the last two weeks, to bring before you today, yesterday I decided I'm going to speak on the woman with the issue of blood because it was just that strong in my spirit, and I felt like I just wanted to expound on that because you never know who is listening. Somebody may be going through that or somebody may be dealing with just an issue, and for whatever reason that God rerouted my word, it's fine because I woke up this morning with confirmation because I woke up this morning with a preacher preaching about the woman with the issue of blood, and I said that was confirmation, and I thank God, and I'm so excited about God's word, every part of it, but especially when I can relate to something on a personal level, I just get excited about it because I know who brought me through it and who is the keeper of all. Before I get started in my, in my, um, in my word for today, I want to, you know, just pray really quickly, Lord. We ask you, God, to just decrease in me, move me out the way, decrease Mary, God, in any of Mary's emotions and thoughts and my will, God. But I'm asking you, Lord, to step in and you speak through me, you work in me, and that we may at some point reach someone who is seeking you, who is reaching out to you, who is in need of you. And we ask you, Lord, to just take over this segment of Iron Sharpens Iron, and we give you all the glory in it. And we just thank you, Lord, for the Purpose Kingdom Network and everybody involved in it. And we thank you, God, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So I'm going to start with Mark 5, 31 through 33. Mark 5, 31 through 33 says in verse 31, And his disciples said unto him, 
Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, thronging meaning pushing together or squeezed into an area, and sayest thou, who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what has done, what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And the other scripture that I want to share with you really quickly on that one also is um, Mark 5 and 25. Let me see. Mark 5 and 25 says, they basically say the same things, but they are worded just a little differently. Mark 5 and 25, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, and a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with the constant bleeding, constant. And um, constant is, is just that. It doesn't stop. You know, it's, it's one thing when we as women suffer that, that, um, that we go through for a few days. But, whew, Lord, for 12 years or for 10 months, it's, it's um, something else. Um, I want to share. I'm getting there. Bear with me. I'm so sorry. It says, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou ask, Who touched thee? Who touched me? And he looked around about to see her and had who had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thou faith have made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. And then in Luke also, in Luke 8, 43 through 48, it says, and the woman having initial blood 12 years had spent all her living upon physicians, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, who touched me? All, all denied. And Peter said to him, the master, the multitude is all around you. What do you mean, who touched me? I'm paraphrasing. Somebody has touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And this is what I want, the point that I wanted to make in this is that why? Was she seeking God, Jesus, that day? She had had an issue with blood for 12 years. When a woman has her regular flow of menstruation, the impurity of her monthly period will last seven days, and anyone who touches her is considered unclean till evening. Anything she lies on or sits on or touches will be unclean and will have to go through the process of being cleaned, what we're going through now, quarantined. So, while um, lasting 12 years, they shunned 
which means avoided, ignored, and rejected her. Until her issue was resolved, she had spent all of her money and seen everyone she believed could help her. Her, re- her resources were now minimized, and her desperation activated her faith. This circumstance meant she was unable to live a normal life and in a sense was dead to the people around her. Why? Because according to the law, she had to stay in her house during her menstrual cycle period and not touch any person or or utensils. She saw Jesus passing by on his way and she um she was on he was on his way passing by to go and heal the the twelve year old girl that had died that belonged to Jairus. I believe I'm saying that right, Jairus. And she saw him and was full of excitement and expectation. She was so confident of Jesus' power that she believed she would be cured by just touching his clothes. My point, she hoped and believed Jesus could do what he what the doctors could not. Surgeon surgery was the last resort back in that day because patients often died during the procedure from shock, which was done without anesthetics. So she pushed her way. She she went past the law where she was prohibited to come out of her home. But when she saw Jesus, and I was telling my friend today, if you're going to break the law, <laughs> break it with Jesus because he is the law. And uh, she saw him, and I'm assuming that he was passing by her home because if she was quarantined, then she was supposed to be in her home. So I'm guessing that he was passing by her home because they said it was a main street with homes that aligned it. And when she saw Jesus passing by, she felt that in her heart, this is my opportunity. I've been shunned. I've been quarantined. I've been treated, mistreated and, and, and unnoticed for 12 years. You can't shop out. In the stores, you can't cook for your family. See, we don't have to go through this nowadays, ladies. You can't touch none of your family. You can't do anything for 12 years. I did it for 10 months, and I was at the point of, doctor, I'm about to lose my mind. And I wasn't even quarantined. Just the fact that I had that issue was enough to just overwhelmingly bother me. But my, but when I hear this message, it made me think. It made me think that this woman had a direct motive, and nothing was going to stop her. Now, she knew she had exhausted all her funds. She didn't exhausted all the doctors. She didn't do everything that she could think of to do. But desperation set in. That's when we get serious with God. A lot of people. I mean, and I know that I was talking to someone today, one of my friends, we were having a discussion. Sometimes God allows issues in your life that you become very desperate with him. So, um, so um, you be desperate for God, and he knows that. So a lot of times he keeps um things going on so that you seek him. I always say, God, you don't have to you don't have to, to do that to me because I'm gonna seek you wholeheartedly anyway. You don't have to take me through trouble. You don't have to take me through all of this to get my attention. But some people only seek God when there are things going on that's devastating and they are desperate. 
So he'll keep you right where he needs you to be so that you will stay right where he wants you to be with seeking him. But I um I know that the issue the issue we're speaking of today, the issue of blood, we don't have those issues and those laws with us today. But guess what? Any issue that we have, we need to have the same mindset that this lady had. And it and I and I mean for two weeks I've been harping and re and I mean I've just been thinking on this thing because of the pandemic we in now, you would think that the, the area that we in now and um the area that you know the 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 things that we're going through right now, you would think that people would say, I didn't try everything else. I didn't try everything else. But let me try God. Let me try God. I didn't try it all. So I, I, it just behooves me that, you know, I keep saying Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and 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 all of the scriptures that refer to where we are today in this world, and people are still rejecting God. Um, I can't. Um, I can't imagine. So it just made me think that what does God have to do to get us to that? Um, what does what does God have to do to get our attention? So when I kept reading and I kept, you know, studying this, it said uh, she had resorted to all of the doctors and all of the medicines and she had spent all her money. She pushed her way through the crowd, even though she ain't supposed to touch nobody, but desperation then set in. I see him, and he my last resort. He my last resort. So she pushed her way through the crowd, and she got close to Jesus, and she reached out to touch the fringe. Not even, not even. They say the hem of his garment, but in, in the in the Bible I read where it says she touched the fringe of his shawl, just merely touched the fringe. In her mindset, if I can touch anything on him, I'm I'm gonna be all right. And so when she touched the hem, when she touched the fringe of his shawl, at that moment. She felt an immediate transformation within her body and knew that she was cured. And at that same moment, Jesus let felt power and virtue go out from himself. As he looked around, Peter pointed out to him closely surrounded by the people and constantly um, constantly being touched by people. Like the, the point that was made when I heard this lesson preached a couple of weeks ago, and when I woke up at 8 o'clock this morning to hearing another preacher preach on the same subject, these two men said the exact same thing. Why are we here? Why do we go to church? Why do we show up at Bible study? What do what are we getting? Why are we here? Because guess what? Out of all of those people that was around him, and in my eyes, I would try to believe that it was like a celebrity that came down at a concert, that came down off the stage, and how everybody would flock around them and grab them and reach for them and everything. Out of all those people touching Jesus, why is it that he felt her touch and he noticed her touch? And, and in my mind, I can't think of nothing else except for she's the only one that wanted something from the Lord. All those people, they were there to be spectators. They knew he worked miracles. They knew what he did. They wanted to be spectators and see what he was going to do. But you don't want nothing from him? 
she had an expectation and her faith was activated and he felt that. It was enough that he felt the virtue leave him. And I said that was so powerful because we have that same power in us today. We have, No, we can't reach out and literally and physically touch the friends of a shawl of Jesus, or we can't touch the hem of his garment. But when we study, when we pray, when we fasting, when we seeking God, and we lay before him, and we meditating, and we fasting to me says, God, I'm serious. I know I need something from you, and I know I need you, so I'm going to show you I'm serious. I'm going to put this food down, or I'm going to not get on this phone today, or whatever it is that gets your attention that, that you spend most of your time with and your heart is in, that thing that you give up, and you're saying, God, I am serious. And God is serious when you're serious. And, it, it, and, and this lady was so serious that her mind, her, de- her desperation activated that faith. So when she felt that immediate uh, transformation and he felt that immediate virtue left his body and, and he was looking around to see who did it and everybody was saying, not me, not me, not me, she knew she had violated. She was terrified because she had broken the purity laws by touching Jesus and had made him ritually unclean as well. But even terrified, she confessed and said to her he said to her daughter, it was your own faith that had cured you, and, and he blessed her. So she was, but look at all the people she touched to get to Jesus. Now they unclean. They should have been trying to touch him after that. But nobody in all of this crowd won. It's always one. One person wanted something from Jesus. Are you that one person that wants something from Jesus today? Are you just like Peter in the boat when he said, come, come to me? He ain't say Peter. He just said, come unto me. That means everybody on that boat could have got off and walked to him on that water. But it was only one who came that focused on him to get out there and walk on that water. Everybody could have walked on the water that day. He didn't call nobody by name. But it's just always one. Are you that one is my point. Are you that one that is seeking something from him that you, nobody can stop you from getting to him? Nobody can stop you from seeking him and getting a closer relationship with him because time is winding up. And it is so scary that time is winding up so closely and everybody acting like they don't see it. Oh, we got time. Oh, it ain't real. Oh, but I would rather live like there's a God and die and find out maybe it wasn't, than to live like it ain't and die and find out it was because it's too little too late. How I used to say, you're a day late and a dollar short. I'm going to live it out and just assume and pray and believe that this is what it is. But faith in God can accomplish things that defy logic anyway. So this woman and the daughter of Jairus, whom Jesus raised from the dead, both were, in a way, dead. One was dead to the people around her because she was considered unclean, and the other one was physically dead. But he, Jesus, returned both of them to life. And so this this is amazing to me that uh, that we in a place now, you know, people are vulnerable now, people are reachable now, and we as the church, it is not time, and I say it every time I have this broadcast. Every time I come on here, I say the same thing. This is the time for us to reach 
reach these people that are subtly, and some of them don't want you to know it, but in their heart, God is knocking and they want to answer. And some of them don't know how, and some of them just need somebody to guide them. But if we're too close, and and, not, and don't just save yourself. And the preacher was preaching that church today. He said a selfish prayer is not a good one. Don't pray. He said, you know what he said today? Stop praying about God protect me from coronavirus. How about God protect the ones that already got it? Because if you, if you have a chance of getting it, it got to be from somebody that already got it. If you ain't got it and you blessed, that's good. Pray for the one that do got it. So if the ones that do got it get healed, then the ones that don't got it, they good. So who we praying for? Are we always praying to God, I, 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 me, 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 oh, Lord, do this for me, oh, Lord, keep me, oh, Lord, protect me? What about the neighbor, like the minister said this morning in church, he said, what about the neighbor, the neighbor that's got an issue, that's going through something? Are you praying for them? Are you, you know, it ain't, it ain't got to be coronavirus. It could be anything. Are we reaching out? Are we reaching out? God has me reaching out lately. I see where God has me reaching out in prayer more than ever. Even on Facebook, I don't go on Facebook and talk to people, just hold general conversations. I just go on Facebook. I call it Facebook. I think it's on my Facebook because that's what it is. All of my pastor sermons is on my wall. All of my inspirational posts are on my wall for people that might be going through something that can go down my wall and be lifted up. If you can't get lifted on my wall, I'm quite sure you can't be lifted because ain't nothing on my wall that's junk. Everything on my wall pertaining to Jesus and his way, and his will. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to be evangelizing. All of us are evangelists. I don't even use my title, evangelist. I don't say evangelist, Mary Scott. I don't have to tell. I I don't care about no title. Everybody is an evangelist if you're doing it right, if you say, are you concerned about the next man? Are you showing God that I'm I'm working your king I'm working for your kingdom. I was on Facebook the other day and one of my friends said to me, Mary, can you pray for me? For her I don't know if it was for her or her granddaughter, I can't even remember. But I used to say, Okay, I will. Instead of saying I will, they don't have to wonder, did Mary pray for my baby or did Mary remember to pray for me? Because I pray right there. I know it's through Facebook and and I know we can talk on video chat and I pray for people on video messenger. But if I'm if I'm typing a message and somebody needs something, I pray. They ain't even got to ask me for prayer. If I go down my timeline and see somebody going through, I've seen people that were suicidal. I've seen people that were just, you know, they unlearned and they just don't know no better. I, I type a whole prayer and hit send. Yes, everybody reading that post going to see it. It should be more than my prayer on there. Somebody should be reaching out. And and I prayed for somebody the other day, and no sooner no sooner than I hit Amen, and typed Amen and hit Send, somebody else called that never called me and said, "Can you get some? Can we get some extra prayer for me and my family?" Yes, ma'am. I don't even know what's going on because I ain't the problem solver anyway. I prayed for that one. See, God is using you. He's using us. He needs us to network. He needs us to reach out. And so. I just, I, I don't understand. I, I really be trying to understand why this woman was the only one who needed something from God. And I think, in the, and I'm referring to that in this day and time that I'm living in with people I see every day, and they act like they don't need nothing from God. 
and that every, but everybody wants change, but ain't nobody willing to change nothing. You keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. So in Matthew 9 and 20, it says, Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his shawl. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Her mindset is what did that. Her mindset is what set her free. Your mind is a powerful thing. Just like the blessed oil. Blessed oil ain't got no power to heal nothing. Blessed oil is just used as a point of contact. You can will, you can pray to some, you know, pray to something. Pray to God to change something in somebody else's life. And they ain't, you ain't got no oil to send that way. But or let, let your anointing be the oil that flows to that person. I mean, in the last two weeks, I have seen that cancer has reared its ugly head in several of my friends' lives. Even friends that I have that have become cancer survivors and overcome it, by the grace of God, it has reared its ugly head back in their lives. I have a friend who has been cleared of cancer and went through the chemo and the, and the um, uh, I can't think of the name, the chemo, and whatever you go through with the cancer, and she, 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 she survived it. Then I have another friend who had one of her breasts removed from breast cancer, and she was a survivor, and she had chest pains the other day and went to the emergency room, and they told her that she had a broken clavicle and that they saw, when they saw in the, in the x-ray that she had a broken clavicle, her shoulder blade behind, and her back was broken, then they said that she had metastatic, metastatic bone cancer. So where she had breast cancer and survived it, somehow it came back because metastatic means it's not in the original place that it began, and now it has spread it somewhere else. So she has it now in her bones, which I know I have heard is very painful. But she is a Christian, and she is saved. And she said that she is not afraid. She is. She ain't going over into the good little caller. So um, I don't know um, why the enemy is rearing this ugly head with cancer, but I do know one thing. Just like uh, everything else, anything that has a name has to bow to the matchless name of the Lord. And um, so cancer has a name. It has to bow. So we denounce cancer in Jesus' name. Just like I was getting out the car today and my sister that's sitting here with me now in this broadcast with us, she got up this morning and she went to the restroom and bathed. And when she came out, she said, my legs wasn't swollen when I went in. And now they're swollen. And when we got to church and I was getting out the car, the Holy Spirit said, tell her. She got the same power and faith as that woman with the issue. So I leaned over to her in church and I said, you got that same power as the woman with the issue of blood. Denounce that swelling and believe it in your heart that it will not return. See, it don't take no, I can believe all day for you, but according to your faith. But it's a time now where God is showing us, you know, cling to him, come to him, pray for others, and, and reverence him. Because the, re- the world is in turmoil right now because nobody reverences God anymore. Nobody has time for God. Nobody don't acknowledge God. Don't, there's a whole nation that can turn their back on God. They doing any and everything they want to do, but they want the whole system to change and go back to normal. What's normal? What's normal? Ignoring God? You don't want God? 
and he's a gentleman. He ain't going to force himself on you. But don't complain when you're going through. Guess what? He's going to protect those that are in his will. He will, just like I can't think of the name of that scripture or that, that certain scripture right now where it said go in and close the door in the time of trouble. My, my, the mother of my church posted that on Facebook the other day, and Facebook blocked her, told her that they don't allow that. It was not um, allowed. It was considered spam in the community because she posted the word of God on Facebook. So, but, the, but I read the scripture that she said, and I can't remember what it was, but it said that we would go in the house and close the door behind us during the time of trouble and that he was going to return and come for us. So you, we need to seek him, and we not only need to seek him for ourselves, we need to be bringing as many people with us as we can, and we need to have that faith. So um, I just went, and then I'm sorry, in verse um, 22 says, Jesus turned and saw her, take heart, daughter, he said, your faith has healed you, and the woman was healed at that moment. It don't take God all day to do nothing. It don't take God all day to do nothing. So I just I had a um, a caller that was going to come on and give her testimony, but apparently she's having an issue with calling in. She's not able to get through on the numbers that were provided for her, either one. So I'm not sure what to tell her to do, but let God, um, we'll work it out between here and the next time because I want her to share her testimony with you because it's in the same line of what I was talking about that she had to have that faith. She was in the hospital twice near death, and she had that faith. And I just want her to give her testimony. But God be sparing life, which I'm sure he will, that she will be able to be on with me at my next talk, um, blog talk, um, you know, service, and um, we will go forth with that um, as well. So but that being said, I think I'm done here. I think I got my point across. That's all God gave me, and I think that's enough to give us something to think about. And I'm going to give the call to salvation, and I'm, um, and then I'm going to turn it over for announcements. Uh, dear God, if you want to give your heart to the Lord and you want to be saved and you want to be like that woman and be close to God and develop a relationship, because it's not about religion, it's about relationship, and, 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 and be able to, you know, be connected to the vine, then I want you to say these words. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead, and I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life, and I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And if you do that, then I need you to then find yourself a Bible-based believing church and get up under some good teaching, ask questions, take notes during the week when you think of things so you don't forget, and get to somebody's Bible study, ask questions, get some knowledge. Because the people perish from the lack of knowledge. Get some knowledge, get some understanding, get closer to God, get a relationship with God, and, and start building that. And, and I guarantee you, you will see a change um, in your life. I was thinking, I've been singing this song all week long 
um, since since last Monday, I believe, that, um, and I'm just going to say one line of it, you know, oh, how wonderful it is. Jesus promised he'll take care of me. Oh, how marvelous it is. Jesus promised he'll take care of me. Oh, how wonderful it is. Jesus promised he'll take care of me. You don't have to worry about the things ahead. All you got to do is live right and remember what he said. So just remember that Jesus said he was going to take care of you. You don't have to worry about nothing. The things ahead, you just live right, and God got you. God got you in his promises. And that song has been in my spirit for the last week or so, and I've been humming it, singing it, and, and it's just, you know, been resonating. But I thank you all for your time and your love, and I sign off. I turn it over to either Pastor Toy or to Minister Robert, and let y'all do y'all announcements. Okay, so let's not just sign off that fast because we just need just to hear a little bit more. And before that, I'm just going to go ahead and do the announcements. And just as a product of Purpose Camp Network, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Whether you join us online or via phone, you know, we just uh, thank you for your support here at Support This Here Purpose Camp Network. And if you want to contact us via email, you can contact us at purposekingnet at gmail.com. We can send you comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or just send a prayer request. We gladly honor that. We, we, we just uh, glad of, of the open woman support that we get here at Purpose Team Network of our listeners. And we just thank you so much. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. We just uh, do likewise. And um, mm-hmm. We just uh, want you to like us on Facebook where you see our upcoming shows and advertisements uh, and, and stay connected with us here at Purpose Game Network. And don't forget to share with friends and family members. Mm. Okay, and, uh, you know, with God's will, God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for Let's Talk About It. That's right. So, ladies, let's talk about it are available and are ready to do what they do. So don't forget, note the time difference, 9 p.m. Let's talk about it here on Purpose Game Network. And with that being said, you know, we we know that um, we're experiencing different uh, difficulties here at Purpose Game Network with our telephone number, but just please bear with us and, you know, Basically, the only option that we have right now is that you download the Talkatone app where you can um, call in free via Wi-Fi, and the download is free. So, uh, you know, please uh, just bear with us until we can uh, find out how we can deal with these difficulties right now. But with that being said, you know, um, we have a uh, sister, well, evangelist Mary Scott here. And she's going to sign off tonight after, you know, um, giving such a great ministry right right then and there. And uh, Sister Mary? Yes, sir. All right. I enjoyed everything you've done tonight. And um, 
you know, with that being said, you know, I just thank you so much because it's to remind us all so much of, of how powerful Jesus is and, you know, just yeah. what he does, you know, just by showing up. And with that being said, I'm going to turn it back over to your hands. Okay. I was just going to try to play a little bit of that song so it might bless somebody. And then after that, I'm not going to um, prolong you. I'm going to get on off the air, but I just wanted to bless somebody else, and it might resonate in your spirit. And if it catches on to your spirit, go on YouTube and look up the Chicago Mass Choir, Jesus Promise, and you will know. And then read your word and see the promises that he gives us, because his promises to us are yes and amen. But we have to be lined up in his will in order to get those promises. So I want to share a little bit of this um, with you all. I know this is out of the norm for me. But this is just how God is leading me today. And it might be somebody out there that this song blesses. So I'm not going to play the whole song in its entirety, I don't believe. But if so, after that, then I'm going to sign off with love. But uh, I'm just going to show, share a little bit of this with you at this time. Radical John Ossoff has said he supports the funding that police wants to be firm. behind <laughs>
just wanted to share that with me because Jesus, with you all, because Jesus promised he will take care of you. And y'all take that with y'all and y'all spirits. I love y'all. Until the next time, y'all just continue to stay close to God. Seek him and get the promises of God because they are yes and amen. This is Iron Sharpens Iron. This is Evangelist Mary Scott signing off in love, departing from this place but never from his presence. Amen. Good night.